Hey, welcome back to the Change on Purpose podcast. I'm Seamus, your host, and today I want to talk about the connection between maintaining success in the business world through times of crisis and our own personal well-being in hard times. What if the language used in business could be overlaid into our daily lives? Would it make our lives easier? Well, if that makes you curious, this could be the episode for you. So grab a coffee, earbuds in, and let's crack on. Right. As professionals in your careers or even leaders in your various fields, you might often find yourself totally immersed in the language of business, talking strategies and goals and metrics. But in the middle of all that pursuit for success, it's always important to remember that our own personal well-being is the foundation that all that success is built on. And sure, a lot can be automated by technology these days. But as Richard Branson is famous for saying, clients don't come first, employees do. And if you take care of the employees, they'll take care of the clients. Now, in the business realm, we're very familiar with concepts like business continuity plans, disaster recovery plans. And if you're a leader in your organization, maybe you're very well versed in these service and business continuity plans and disaster recovery plans. And even if you're not in the senior leadership team, Maybe you've contributed to the drafting, the reviewing, or the upgrading of these plans. We invest so much time and effort to ensure that these organizations, you know, can weather any storm, internal and external, and then bounce back from the adversity. But have we ever considered applying them principles to our own personal lives? How do the backbone of organizations, which is you, the people, your colleagues, peers, how do they kind of traverse disasters um, or change or just the day-to-day grind? Like, you know, it doesn't have to be a major disaster. It doesn't have to be a major change. Just the day-to-day grind. How do they get through it? Like, it makes sense to me that parallel to the business continuity plan or the disaster rec- recovery plan, that for this backbone of the organization, you, the people, to remain operational, well, then a well-being plan and a disaster recovery plan for the individual is equally important. When we mention business or service continuity plans or disaster recovery plans, two words that kind of come to mind are resilience and adaptability. The the plans themselves, the, the contents on, they're a little bit like actions on in the event of X, Y, and Z, but they're just as vital in our personal well-being. We all know that life throws unexpected challenges our way and often it's when we least expect it, isn't it? And it's our ability to kind of adapt to to these incidences and bounce back from them. That kind of defines our success or, or even our survival, both personally and professionally. So now imagine conducting a, a risk assessment for your personal well-being, identifying uh, potential stressors, that could be people you're engaging with in work or a family member that you have to occasionally interact with. Maybe it's health risks. Again, it could be activities that you're engaging in in work or maybe you smoke or drink too much. And then what are the emotional triggers? Maybe it's a combination of all the above and it could be unresolved issues from the past that now tap you on the shoulder every now and then just to remind you that they still haven't left. So... Just as in a business continuity plan, 
we would need to develop preventative measures to minimize them the negative impacts that might come from all them risks that are identified in the first step. So in effect, you're proactively safeguarding your physical, your mental and emotional well-being. But what about after the disaster? You know, when it's like you've gone beyond, uh, you've gone beyond the risk assessment, you've gone beyond reacting or, or, or being proactive to mitigate. But what, what, what happens when the disaster comes and it's you're now in the after effect? Remember that person that you might have seen in the past or you might have said, how did they keep going from that? Or, you know, like how the heck did they get through that? Then people, just as businesses implement recovery strategies, you know, to kind of restore their operations after some kind of disruption, we as people and then people would have needed to develop, you know, some kind of self-care and recovery strategies for themselves, for the individual. This is where practices like mindfulness, meditation, uh, an exercise plan, even adequate rest, you know, good quality sleep, good quality rest, helps us to recharge, you know, kind of reset and, and re, you know, regain some kind of balance in our life. I've spoken before about the autonomic nervous system and how breath work and breathing practices balance the autonomic nervous system. It's scientifically proven to create a state of what they call homeostasis in the body, balance, to bring eat this equilibrium into the autonomic nervous system. That is to go away from the fight or flight and into the rest and recover or the rest and digest. Now, sympathetic is the part of the autonomic nervous system that's your fight or flight. Parasympathetic is the part of the autonomic nervous system that's rest and digest. We want to be in the parasympathetic. Now, that's just one way that you can quickly take back control of your body. But imagine if you're using the breath work and, and, and other modalities and you're kind of stacking them top of each other with different practices now you've got yourself the bones of a self-care um, or a self-disaster recovery plan communication and support networks play a crucial role in the business world we've all seen how comms can aid in and ensure effective collaboration during times of crisis like they're critical and similarly in our own personal life Strong connections and open communication contributes to our overall well-being. You know, kind of seeking out support from loved ones or professionals when they're needed, it creates that safety net for us. Like it helps us navigate a little bit easier. Do you know when someone dies and we say the family or the community rallied around, they all rallied around them? This is kind of crucial in real life disaster recovery. It's hugely important that we do develop and build these networks when the times are good. Another saying that is that you, you find out who your friends are in times of emergency. But let's be honest here. There's always the signs of who your friends are, but we sometimes choose not to see them. So comms and support overall in life you need to improve them and maintain them. There's no point in waiting until you need um, this network, this support network, these, you know, to, to try and build it, build it in the good times. And that kind of leads on to the preparation and mindset. The foundation of all these plans, these business plans that we spoke about are equally important in our personal lives because, you know, the old saying, prop, 
proper preparation prevents piss poor performance by developing you know the coping strategies self-care routines positive habits that support our well-being we literally are kind of carving out a changed mindset a mindset of preparedness by being prepared mentally and physically we can kind of embrace um, difficult times or change coming like we're not going to turn away from change we're not going to turn away from times of emergency like gives us a bit of confidence if we're physically and mentally in a good place like that works in business by being prepared and actively kind of having this proactive um activity sets that keep us prepared so it's practicing and rehearsing you can literally mold the culture of a company so why can't it do it in our own lives it is the same for us we literally can mold the person who we want to become and if our preparedness attitude says that we're ready for a challenge and that's who we'll be when we need it so developing a business continuity plan or disaster recovery plan for personal well-being right so if you were to call it well-being continuity plan or a yeah, it would still be a disaster recovery plan, wouldn't it? Anyway, if you're going to if you're going to draft them from a well being perspective, you'd still apply similar principles and you know frameworks that are used in the business context. I've already mentioned some of them, but yeah, we'll put a bit of a, a bit of a structure to it. So the first step for for your plan will be the risk assessment, well being risk assessment, right? Uh, and some form of an impact analysis then would go along with that because like yeah you have to identify how it's impacting you as well like we said earlier the potential stressors the health risks emotional triggers whatever it is that, that are impacting your well-being write them down you need to consider an, a, any and all factors in your well-being because you've got work-related stress the personal relationships personal you know your home life because everything is your well-being it's 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 you know the full spectrum everything from your physical and to your mental health and then when you're doing the the impact what impact are having you need to assess the potential impact because it might not be actually impacting because you're identifying risks you would have to identify the potential impact that these risks would have on your overall well-being the caveat to doing the risk assessment will be and it's a very personal private thing anyway so nobody's going to see it but risk assessments need to be an honest process because if you aren't honest, then you're burying your head in the sand. And then whatever the risk, you need to stick it on the list or that risk will put itself on your disaster re- recovery list later on, you know, because it's not going to go away. Either way, chances are you will deal with it eventually. You need to implement preventative measures, right? And that's your that's your prevention and mitigation step, the next step on it. So. You need to minimize the likelihood and the severity of negative impacts that you've identified in step one because you won't always eliminate risks completely like some have to be acceptable don't they it's kind of down to you to uh to know how you're going to deal with them and that might include different stress management techniques you know again the breath work but it could be yoga could be whatever maybe it involves setting boundaries maybe this famous work-life balance needs to be revisit or like we said more than likely we'll be engaging in activities that are self-care orientated then the next step in it you would 
probably come up with emergency response procedures. So define your response procedures for managing the, these crises as they come up, you know, these challenges, situations, how they're going to affect your, your well-being. You, you define your response procedures. Identify the warning signs of distress and establish a plan for seeking support or professional help if needed. But the emergency response, when you get to see the warning signs come up, just say that part of your earlier stages were to kind of invest in yourself and, and form a breathwork practice because breathwork is a practice you're supposed to be practicing a daily or you know whatever you decide and um, maybe as you 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 feel the warning signs the triggers coming up heart rate you know you're sweating you're stressing out you know your your mind is racing maybe you know oh here that's that's um it's triggering me to go go into my breath work but the emergency responses could also involve just having a list of trusted individuals or like we said a professional to reach out to so whatever, whatever your response procedures to crisis will be, you write them down. It's not for, for me or anyone else to comment on. The well-being continuity strategies could look like in order to maintain your well-being during times of stress or, or, or disruptions, what strategies would you use, would you utilize? And it might include, like we said, the incorporating the daily well-being, but also self-care practices. Like them mindful exercises, physical activities, um, what are you eating? What's your nutrition like? What's your sleep like? You know, identify alternative approaches that might may help you maintain the well-being and facing them challenges. Like uh, it might be adjusting routines. Maybe it's do less of this, do more of that. Maybe it's seeking that support that you mentioned in the previous step. Or accessing other types of resources. The likes of therapy, coaching, breath work, whatever, you know. So it's knowing when to, when to access it. So, what about after the fact? Then, what's your recovery going to be like? So you'd need to outline steps to recover and then to restore your well-being after experiencing, you know, challenging situations or setbacks, and it could involve developing a plan for self-reflection maybe you know a bit of an after action review maybe it involves showing yourself a bit of self-compassion after after an event you know maybe there's a certain level of healing or emotional healing or something to to deal with maybe you're left with something to deal with because after when you know when things go all quiet you kind of that's where you kind of take stock of what's left in that. and maybe there is stuff that need to be dealt with so you'd need to identify activities or practices that'll help you regain, regain this the balance and to, you know, kind of reestablish the sense of well-being. Get back to the state that you were at, you know, your optimal state. Maybe it'll, it could look like getting back to your hobbies that you know you enjoy. Maybe getting out into nature, you know. So, like, we, what, what would your recovery strategy look like? And then, like the policy development in, in the business world, after all them, right? So you've 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 done your continuity policies, your disaster recovery, you've got all them. You you are the project manager of these few policies, your well-being policies. You are the project manager of your policies, right? So in any good organization, 
they'll have, they could have dozens, literally dozens of policies govern their whole business area. But then policies need to be reviewed and refreshed at least annually in a business. I don't know how often you would do a well-being one, but you need to regularly assess the effectiveness of these well-being. Um, we're calling them policies, but well, they kind of are. How would you do it? Probably through self-reflection, through evaluation, you know, reflecting on your own resilience, your own coping strategies. You know, the overall impact of your your newfound well-being practices, because the threat landscape changes. And as you kind of work on your resilience as well, you know, and your well-being and you you've implemented all these practices, your own response threshold will change as well. So you need to adjust and refine your own strategies for well-being that are based on, you know, the changing environment, your changing needs, you know, evolving circumstances. You just need to keep your finger on the pulse because things change, don't they? So a personal well-being continuity plan, disaster recovery plan has to be 100% tailed to you, the individual, because you've got unique circumstances in the world like there's eight billion people in the world and everyone will be different than you your needs be different the kind of outline and stuff like that like these uh continuity and recovery plans and all the rest of them trying to you know use business talk into into the everyday well-being it only serves as a framework and once you put meat on the bones it'll act as a guide you know for maintaining well-being and then recovering your well-being you know, during and after challenging time, it will help you to build resilience. You know, this well talked about word resilience, having a model like this will help you with, with well-being resilience. And it absolutely will ensure that you're, you know, you've got improved levels of health and happiness in your life. So I'd say, give it, give it a try. Have a, have a think about it. Just see what do you do? What, you know, what would you do? Um, that's it for me for today. Hopefully I've given you some food for thought about maybe possibly merging this language, like I said, the language of business with the language of personal growth and well-being, just giving you something else to think about. And uh, thanks very much for joining me in this episode of Change on Purpose. Remember, investing in yourself is the most valuable investment you can make. And if you'd like to work on your own continuity plan, your disaster recovery plan, give me a shout. If you'd like to experience breath work, see what it can do for you, give me a shout too. All the links will be in the show notes. And remember to like, follow, share this episode with your friends. And until next time, mind yourselves. Mm-hmm.